Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Amazingly, we're back. I know, shocker. (laughs) Where have you been? It's been a while. It has been a while. Well, we are we are glad to be back and thank you for your grace to us in the fact that we weren't here and we didn't give you new episodes and all that. So we apologize and just ask your understanding and thank you. We thank you for sticking around to yeah. wait for the next one to show up. Yeah, yeah. So again, welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. Welcome. I am still your host, <laughs> Anthony. And I'm still your co-host, Amy. We are thrilled to be with you once again. As you might imagine, we have a pretty full agenda. We'll talk a little bit about why we haven't done a few episodes for a few weeks. I have some cool things to promote, an opportunity. Well, actually, four opportunities that are pretty neat and and another one. So, I don't know. So that's as good a way to start as any. Exactly. <laughs> We're a little rusty. We're Just little rusty. bear with us. That's right. Let's get right to it. Amy, where you been? <laughs> I have literally been sitting at this microphone for three weeks waiting right. for you to just sit down mm-hmm. on the other side and talk. And talk, and I haven't. That's I've right. just been ignoring you. No, nope. and I'm, I'm putting only... a sheet over your head to That's right. you know, quiet you down at night like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I'm throwing Amy under the bus. Really, neither one of us could make it to record. Yeah. The fact of the matter is we just had a lot going on. We really. Let me just say, by God's grace, everything's really good. Mm-hmm. So we we thank the Lord for that. We're healthy, family's healthy, all those kinds of good things. Nothing disastrous. Right. But at the same time, we were dealing with a particular issue that was taking up a lot of our time and it went on for entirely too long. And really by the weekends when we would go to record we were wore out yeah and yeah, just tired mentally and emotionally and spiritually and yeah and you know and for you it's an extra burden quite frankly because you do the editing i don't know how to do that so that's a whole nother layer of putting the podcast together that just takes a lot of time and you did you weren't up for it either up for that piece either so right and you know sometimes you can work it so that you have a backlog of episodes in mm-hmm. the queue, mm-hmm. in the buffer, in the hopper. Hoppa. Hoppa. <laughs> Old television commercial. That's right. Well, we don't usually do that. So no, we didn't we're not have that organized. Because we you know, it's the best of intentions, but we just yeah. never end up with three or four or five right. episodes in the hopper. So we didn't have anything to put out. And I didn't want to just Go back through and say, okay, here's episode 37. Right. So we'll maybe talk a little bit about that at some point. But anyway, I think I've said anyway about five times (laughs) Well, let's get into it. Today, what we want to do is give just some thoughts on trials Mm -hmm. and cover that a little bit. There was something that I wrote a while back, and it was just 10, 10 affirmations, if you will, 10 things to remember when you're going through trials. So we thought 
you know what? Let's share those. I think that's a good idea. But before we do, let me, I don't want to try to overwhelm you with like five commercials all at once. So let me try to do this a little at a time. The first one I want to talk about is, this is pretty neat. The trip of a lifetime is back. Really excited for Andrew Rappaport of Striving for Eternity and the Christian podcast community and the rap report and apologetics live. He does everything. Yeah. He's got quite a bit going Mm -hmm. on. Well, last year they couldn't go to Israel because of the whole COVID thing. Cause there was this virus thing. I don't know if you, you, there was this virus thing. It was was a virus. Yeah. It was called COVID. Anyway, so they couldn't go. Well, this year it's back on. So travel restrictions have been lifted. And again, they're planning on their journey through the biblical sites in Israel. And the registration's open, and anyone who signs up before the end of May will receive $100 off the cost of the trip. And you can find more information at 2023israeltour.com. It's Andrew Rappaport, Carms Matt Slick, archaeologist Joel Kramer, Eric Johnson of Mormonism Research Ministry, they're all going to be taking you through. I mean, I saw the itinerary. Right. There is just a whole host of sites that you're going to. Yeah, it's it's a lot of lot of neat information, mm-hmm. including things that are really off the beaten path, not the usual tourist things. Right. There's going to be a few few days of that. Mm-hmm. It's a really exciting itinerary. Definitely recommend you go check it out. And why don't you say the website again that you mind reader <laughs> i know how you think 2023israeltour.com why don't you say it this time with 2023 israel trip nope <laughs> he's shaking his head at it. honey i have a lousy memory uh here we go 2023israeltour.com yep there you go i'm excited for them i hope they have a great time so go check that out. And I hope if you go, I hope you have a wonderful time. Yes. When you think of trials and you think of being in trials, what, what's one of the things that you think about? Well, I think about, usually my go-to is I go to the Psalms. And then, you know, so, okay, let's back up. What I'm supposed to do is pray and be in scripture. And for me, that tends to be the Psalms when stuff's, I think, is going haywire or there, you know, there really is a trial going on. What I usually end up doing is stewing about it for a bit before I finally get around to, oh yeah, the Lord wants me to go to scripture and wants me to pray to him. Stewing about what? Worry, anxiety, trying to fix it myself, trying to fix it for somebody else instead of going to the Lord. I think those are natural. I I think we all do that some way, maybe in, in each in our own different way, we may do that. So often when there is something going on in life, it's a matter of sometimes you have to just reorient and go, wait a minute, I got to bring the Lord into this. We see the present, we see the situation, whatever it is. And it's, oh, we, we got to stop and pray about this. Right. Particularly in emergency type situations mm-hmm. or what have you. One of the things that I mentioned in my daily affirmations of trials, things that I try to remember in just 
times of discouragement and mm-hmm. and really discouragement is a trial because mm-hmm. it's uh it's like this dark cloud yeah exactly you know and to me it's like a flight of stairs there's discouragement and then depression and then despair mm-hmm. and you just kind of once you trip over one it's mm-hmm. just a a matter of time, at least for me, before you and you're down the steps in the basement. <laughs> right. The first one, and these are in no particular order. It's not like, oh, I need to do number six before number eight. But obviously, the Lord is sovereign. Nothing happens in the believer's life that the Lord doesn't allow, which is actually number three, but. So, mm-hmm. But number one is the Lord is sovereign. Right. We have to stop and remember God is sovereign over this situation. Nothing happens that he doesn't know about. Nothing is a surprise to him. Right. And I know that sounds obvious, but I don't know how many times I have to remind myself of that. Right. You know, even when the Bible says, even when the lot is cast, it's, you know, it's a, it's the Lord. It, right. The decision is the hands. Lord. Yeah. I forget how that actually goes. I just read it like two days ago. Right. Remember you telling me about it. The second one is because he is sovereign, the Lord can do whatever he pleases, which obviously maybe that's kind of the same thing. I think that's a different perspective. It is the same thing, but telling ourselves that the Lord allows what he chooses to allow is a good reminder because he is sovereign and he knows the picture better than we do. Right. So he's, he's sovereign over the problem, over Mm -hmm. the trial. And also the Lord is, he can do what he pleases as far as bringing the trial and how he chooses to remove the trial or have us endure to go through the trial until that time that he removes it. So you're right. I guess it is two sides of the same sovereign coin, if you will. <laughs> the third, there are no second causes. There just aren't. I mean, we we may use the word, oh, you know, what a coincidence. Exactly. There are no coincidences. Everything is ordained by the Lord. Well, and if not ordained by, everything is allowed by. Allowed the Lord. by. So in some way, shape, or form, there's just, there's no coincidences. There's no second causes. And so that's a reminder that whatever the thing is, whatever the trial is, God has sovereignly allowed it. God is sovereignly in control of it. It didn't come here by random chance. Didn't sneak up on him. Mm -mm. You know, the Lord knows. It wasn't like the Lord was busy over here. And like a kid in the living room kind of thing (laughs) took his eyes off me and now this bad thing happened. It's not like that. The Lord's eye is on you and me the whole time. He allows the trial. Mm -hmm. So third, there are no second causes. Any thoughts on that? Well, I think it's easy to get persuaded by the world and what we hear around us all the time of, you know, oh, what a coincidence or, man, that was some bad luck, you know, it just happened to 
car accident, you know, Mm -hmm. fender bender, whatever it is. Sometimes it's easy to get wrapped up in, oh, yeah, that's just chance. That was just bad luck. Right. Now, there are things in life that that just happen, right? Because we're in a fallen world and in an imperfect world. The car battery dies. And it never does at the opportune moment. Never. <laughs> no. And, you know, the weather not being good for your planned picnic. Right. You know, uh, or church activity or whatnot. Or it rains on your wedding day or yes. something like that. Yeah. That's just part of the world. So mm-hmm. there's, there's that. Or you get married during the heights of pollen season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we did. Number four, and this kind of r- relates to all of these things. I'm exactly where the Lord wants me to be in this trial. And that's one that you almost need a post-it note in front of your face throughout it. Mm -hmm. That we may not understand it, but this is where the Lord wants us to be at this moment. Right. Because that's the easiest to forget. Yeah. And obviously that pertains to trials That, you know, really you had no control over. They just happened. You know, like you say, your house burns down or some trial, you know, you mm-hmm. get laid off or whatever. The The idea of I'm exactly where the Lord wants me to be doesn't apply to when it's really the consequences of your own sin. Oh, right. No, right. I'm glad you so defined that. We That's can't, true. If, if it's your sin that brought about the trial, that's a whole nother... That's called consequences. Right, exactly. Now, the Lord can be merciful in that, mm-hmm. but that's and a whole we, different story. Right, and we've seen that in our life. Right. So that's number four. Number five, a thing to remember is the Lord is good. It's important to remember that the Lord is sovereign. Yes, the Lord is good. So these things that happen to us that we don't like, that we may even complain to the Lord about, mm-hmm. and even in a, in a biblical lament kind of complaint, like we see in the Psalms, you know, why, um, why do the wicked prosper or something like that? Why are you so far from me, O oh Lord, right. just what we're feeling at that moment? Exactly. He does what he does because he is good or what he does. He ultimately is, is good. It's for our good, for his glory. It's hard to remember sometimes, but it's important because obviously Satan doesn't want us to remember that the Lord is good. He wants to whisper to us anything else. He wants us shaking our fist Mm -hmm. at the Lord. Right. You know, and oh, gee, look what you're. You follow Jesus, look when now look where he's mm-hmm. led you. Ha ha ha. Well, don't you feel stupid? And all those sorts all of that doubts stuff. and oh, you really think the Lord's good, huh? Well, if he's so good, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. Obviously, th- those are just lies. That's just just lies. That's just Satan trying to get you off track. So never forget that the Lord is good. Another thing I, I wrote. Everything he does in my life is for his glory first, and my good second. 
and again, we see this a lot with, you know, seeker sensitive churches and different, different books that are out there. God is not primarily concerned about us. He is primarily concerned and that is active with not bothered by his own glory and himself. Right. Because he's God. Right. If he were, if anything else were higher priority, that thing would be God. Mm -hmm. So he is primarily concerned rightfully for his own self and his own glory. And, but he is concerned about us. He loves us. He cares for us. He cares for the birds and the squirrels and the, you know, in all of nature. I was even thinking the other day, how good is the Lord? The Lord is so good that he even makes sure that the cockroaches are fed. (laughs) That is true. I mean, really, the Lord's like, Here's a here's a crumb of food. Here you go. And he feeds the cockroaches. Yeah, which is why they survive for thousands of years. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Lord, can you be maybe too good in that <laughs> regard? You don't have to feed them. Well, something I was thinking about as you were saying that, you know, it's all for God's glory. Some would think of that as a narcissistic God, but that's not the case. He's omniscient, omnipresent, um, forgot the other omni, and he's all powerful. And think about back to- That was the other one, omnipotent. Oh, okay. Good job. Thank you. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Uh, Think about your Greek gods and your Roman gods, which pretty much cross paths of one and the same. But think of how capricious they were. Right. They would do things on a whim. They'd pitch a fit. Mm-hmm. They'd suddenly become like a bratty two-year-old that wasn't getting their way. Right. Really? I don't want a God like that. Right, right. I want a God who is all-powerful, knows the whole picture, and is holy mm-hmm. and is looking for his glory. Right. Because then everything else falls into place. Yeah. Somebody pointed out to me years ago how in Scripture, when you read through the Bible, the Lord, for 40 different authors over, what, 1,200 years or 1,000 years or something like that, for all of them, it's interesting that the Lord acts the same and is the same person throughout all of Scripture. He doesn't act differently with Abraham than he does with Moses hundreds of years later, or the kings after you know hundreds of years after that, or you know even in the New Testament. God is God through the whole Bible, and now obviously He is revealing Himself to humanity and how He deals with us. Abraham didn't know about Jesus in the same way that we know about Jesus or that the cross was coming or all of these things. God is revealing himself throughout scripture and throughout history until the Lord, you know, until Jesus, but he's always consistent 
in how he acts and what he expects and so forth. And that's the comfort we're supposed to hold on to. Right. Yeah. So, so God, everything he does in my life is for his glory first and my good second. And really the, the point being, I guess the application for that is we ought to be jealous for God's glory. We want God to get glory from our lives. We want to be pleasing and for him to get glory from our lives. So if what he's doing, if this trial must come so that he is glorified and we in turn are sanctified by it, then we we say, Lord, bring it. I mean, even Jesus in the garden said, Father, if there be any way that this cup can pass from me, but not my will, yours be done. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be our our prayer every day is that your will be done. Um, as <laughs> intimidating as that could feel at times when, whether you're going through something or, you know, you're leaving it open, you're dying to self. When you're saying your will be done, you are completely dying to self. And Amen. that's when you're picking up your cross every single day. Amen. Yep. That that's an excellent that's an excellent way to wrap up the first part of the conversation. Thank you. We're gonna switch gears for a minute, talk about a couple things, and then we're gonna come back and cover the rest of that list of affirmations and trials. So stick around, we'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, as a matter of fact, here we are. <laughs> it would be really cool to have all that kind of bumper music and all that stuff. But one, I can't edit all that. It's yeah, just too that, much. That's a headache. And it's such a pain to try to find royalty-free music. If you are musically inclined and you want to donate some music to the show and we can do different things, hey, I would love it. Yes, because I've watched my husband listen to hours and oh, it's hours. And I'm not exaggerating. Hours. You want to talk about trials and sanctification. (laughs) I have listened to more ukulele music. Happy, bouncy, ukulele, royalty-free music. I forgot about the ukulele part. (laughs) He does kind of come out of his office looking like a zombie at that point. Yeah. So anyway, hey, I do want to share, or we want to share, some three really neat opportunities. One of the things that we want to do with Grace and Peace Radio, besides serve you, listener, and share good things from God's Word with you, is we want to use this little platform that the Lord has blessed us to have to promote ways that the church can serve the church, and the church can serve the world. And so we've done this in the past with different things here and there. Well, as it happens, there are three things that I want to share real quick of ways that you can get involved with things. And feel free to jump in anytime mm-hmm. on any of these as, as we talk. And you can you can pray, obviously. Keep, keep these things in prayer. If you've got some extra money, you can donate some extra money. And I'll explain that in a minute. Um Get the word out. Just spread the word. There's different things. So here we go. Ready? Number one, if you've been listening for a long time, you know that about 
I think pre-COVID, we talked about Help Daniel Walk. Mm-hmm. And it's helpdanielwalk.com. Daniel is a teenager in Uganda, and he lost his legs when he was a toddler. Met him. I, I met his dad when I was over there in January 2019 and, and his mom. And, and anyway, he lost his legs in an accident. He's got a pair of prosthetic legs now. He came over in... 2019 it was later in 2019 yeah it yeah. was and he's got a pair then but since he's been growing he really needs a, a pair that fit better yeah because he's almost what 16 now right 16 17 yeah yeah so we have four thousand dollars of it and by the way we're doing this through grace-bound.org grace-bound.org don't send the money to me or us uh, it's a ministry out of louisville they help feed the kids at the church there in Capchora. In fact, I even had an interview about about this, and I'll post a link to it. You can go back and listen to it. So they've got four thousand of the fifty five hundred dollars that they need to bring Daniel and his father, Pastor Simon Peter, back over from Uganda uh, to Florida. They have so much of it already taken care of, as far as like where they're going to live, food, and all that stuff. Um, but they're shy about fifteen hundred bucks. If you have anything, ten bucks, twenty bucks, please send a send a donation. Check out grace-bound.org and let them know that it's for help Daniel walk. And this has been um, this was ended up being delayed because of COVID. Correct. Uh, I think it was the well, whatever the tail end of COVID was. But I think in that summer of twenty twenty. When things were iffy, iffy, and then it just got to the point that it was too late in the summer. Daniel was going to be starting school again, so they decided they needed to postpone it. So, uh, you know, he really needs these legs now. Right. I mean, they need he needed them before, but obviously, you know, he's a teenager now. Right. So. And the thing is, you know, Uganda is it's all where he is up in the the northern eastern area. It's all rugged there. There's not walk sidewalks. And all. A wheelchair is functionally useless. Right. You just can't do it there. Yeah. And you know, it's it's ruts when it's dry and it's mud when it's rainy. Season. Right. So, so he needs legs. So anyway, um, so help Daniel walk is one opportunity. The second one is closer to home. Uh, my brother Joe, he needs a kidney. Yes. He's got kidney disease, um, kidney failure. Uh, and he's on dialysis. Now, I know he's O positive, but that's all I know. I I asked him, Joe, like, what's the profile for a kidney donor? And he's like, you know, I don't know. Like, well, Joe, that's kind of important. I know. Joe Joe is, uh, Joe trusts in the Lord. He does. He's really very laid back when it comes to this medical stuff. He really is, you know. So he's like, the doctors are, they know. So anyway... I don't know what all is involved, but if that is a tip-off, if O-positive kind of rings with you and you know stuff about this, you're like, hey, wait a minute. Anyway, so pray for Joe. Pray that he gets a uh, kidney donor. Pray that, um, I don't know, pray that the Lord works it out. Yes. I, I don't know what else to say about that, but just pray for Joe. Joe needs a kidney. And the third opportunity is back in 2008, Amy and I had the opportunity to go to New York City on an evangelism trip. And there we met 
Sean Holes, H-O-L-E-S. Sean is known as Sean the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And it's, in fact, you can go to his website, Sean, S-H-A-W. Right. I was going to say that. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Baptist. T-H-E. <laughs> you never know these days. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so SeanTheBaptist.com. And Sean is, Sean is just a dear brother. Yes, he is. He is just the neatest guy. And he has been faithfully preaching on college campuses. I don't even know how long. He was doing it before 2008, I believe. I was going to say, as long as we've known him, he's been doing it. And, you know, for those of you who may not be familiar with college campuses, that is a tough ministry. Sure. That's a a tough evangelism field. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, really, there's a lot of, besides all the ideologies that they are teaching on college campuses, there's a lot of pride. There's a lot of young people, you know, 18 to 22 or even older if they're in grad school, who are proud, really, of their intellect, that they are biochemical engineer majors and all this, and and they're, they're, some of them are steeped in their evolution doctrine or, mm-hmm. or things like so the idea of the gospel it really is this foolish thing that confounds the world right and smacks so, of them as uh, just ancient history right so when you go to the campus and you're preaching about sin and death and and hell and hell and uh, all of these things and creation and all, all of it Anyway, as you can imagine, it gets, there are all kinds of different reactions. Sean, he spends, he preaches the gospel to students on college campuses all over the country. And he's typically up on the Northwest, but he does go all over the country at different times. Well, he used to pull a travel trailer. In fact, one time he was here in Greenville, South Carolina, and I got to meet up with him again. That was cool. But with, with gas prices so high, that's really no longer economical to be pulling that thing around. So what he's trying to do, in fact, he he said this, and I'm going to read this little quote. So far this semester, since early January, I've driven 27,000 miles through a total odometer reading at nearly 330,000 miles in just five years. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. The cost of gas is high, and pulling my trailer is slow and difficult to park, so pencil this in your calendars. Coming up in June or so, I am going to make a big fundraising push to raise support for a new Class B fuel-efficient RV. I've spoken to my pastor about it, and he is in support of this pursuit. Please prayerfully consider giving towards this cause. These Class Bs are not cheap. You can find out more information at Sean the Baptist. You could sign up for his emails. He doesn't really send that many. I think maybe one a month. And it's really yeah. cool because he he's also a photographer and he includes great photos and really neat stories of testimony of what God's doing in different lives and things and conversations he has. And Very dynamic guy. Yeah. Get, get to know Sean. And again, if you've got, if you've only got 20 bucks to spare, Hey, if you can give 10 to help Daniel walk and 10 to Sean. There you go. That would be something. Mm-hmm. Thank you for for that. So those are the three opportunities that I wanted to, to point out. 
So let's move on again and, and think more about these affirmations and trials. What, what can we be saying to ourselves to just keep our eyes on the Lord as we go through these? Whether we want something we don't have or have something we don't want, either one is sin. Exactly. And that I heard from Dr. Stuart Scott. Right. In our biblical counseling training. And I guess to say it easier, if if you want something you don't have and you're craving it, or I think I said it wrong, have something we don't want. Oh, yeah, like uh, I've got cancer and I don't want this, or I've got this trial and I don't want this thing, mm-hmm. and you're angry at God about it. Either way is sin. Right. So the point is, whichever way your trial is, whether it's the trial because you don't have the thing you want or the trial is you have this thing you don't want. Mm-hmm. So like the fight ex- the sin, right? Because example, like you didn't get the job that you really want. You right. know, you're desiring that the desire for a job and possibly that position what isn't sin, but to then be angry about it if you don't get it is sin. Right. Because why didn't you get the job? Because God decided that that wasn't what you were going to have. Because he is sovereign and good. So there you go. So the the answer is, why didn't you get the job? Because the Lord loves you. I remember when I failed a Greek exam. Mm-hmm. Why, why am I failing Greek? I mean, I, I what is going on here? Like, I, I'm normally really good. And my professor just looked at me and he said, because the Lord loves you. And I hated that answer. Oh, you were not happy with that answer. But he was so right. (laughs) Yeah. And to this day, I have quoted that many, many, many times. I can barely remember my Greek, but I will always remember that. Mm -hmm. Why are you going through this trial? Brother, sister, it's because the Lord loves you. And you may not understand it, but the fact is the Lord loves you. Yeah. And related to that, related to that one, which was number seven, is number eight. Ungodly discontentment is sin. And that's really the same thing, I guess. Uh, I probably didn't need to add that one. I think it's a different way to say it. Because there's godly discontentment. Right. There is a way to be at a job, for example, or at a certain place in your life where there's a there's a discontentment. Maybe the Lord is calling you, you know, maybe you're a guy and the Lord's calling you to ministry. Mm-hmm. or the Lord's calling you to a different career or to college or whatever right. the thing is. So there's a, there's a godly discontentment, but then there's the, and that's not sin. Lord, I, I'd like to be married. That's not ungodly discontentment. It's just saying, Lord, I'd, I'd like to be married. The ungodly discontentment is really throwing the temper tantrum about the thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And being so fixated on it that, You really do forget the Lord. Right. Number nine, worry is sin. I think really if all of us realize that worry is sin. Oh, here's here's a thought. Think of it this way, because worry is kind of a popular sin. It's a popular sin in our culture. That is true. It's almost a badge of honor that Mm -hmm. you can be worried about. How many things can you be worried about? Well, for the Christian, though, worry is sin. But it's the kind of sin that we make excuses for. 
well, I'm, I'm kind of worried about this thing and blah, 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 blah. And, and as other Christians listening to this, we're like, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Guilty. Yep. But now here's a kind of funny thing. Replace worry with lust. <laughs> well, you know, I'm kind of lusting about uh, this situation or, you know, I'm kind of lusting about this person and, you know, yeah, I know it's not right, but I'm just, I'm lusting. None of us would be like, hey, that's that's okay. You can do that. We'd be like, well, what are you talking about? Right. You can't, you're not supposed to be doing that. Mm-hmm. So if you're entertaining, think of it like kneading dough. If you're kneading dough of lust, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you just keep turning it over and over and over, that's sin. Right. You know, instead of just getting rid of the thing mm-hmm. and getting it out of your mind. But the same thing with worry. If you're taking your problem and you're just kneading it, kneading mm-hmm. it, spinning it over and over and over and on, it's sin. Yeah, the thought coming into your mind is not sin. It's whether you need it is actually a really good. I just read something else, I think, from Havner. But I think kneading it is uh, like a, you know, dough is very accurate. So if you're doing it that way, that's when it becomes sin. So it's a, just a good reminder in our trials Hey, wait a minute. Just because you're in a trial doesn't mean you get a pass from the Lord to worry. Mm-hmm. You don't. We don't. So that's number nine. Number 10, grumbling and complaining about my circumstances, which kind of goes back to the other one a little bit, but grumbling and complaining about my circumstances is to grumble and complain against God and his purposes in my life. Exactly. So... When we're grumbling and complaining, that's sin. Well, and it is the exact opposite of three attributes of godliness that we've been studying in my Bible study, which is contentment, thankfulness, and joy. You're right. That is the exact opposite. So if you're doing all these things, you're not doing those primary things, and that's not pleasing to the Lord. Right. Very good. Which kind of leads us to number 11 here. It's my job to do all I can in my situations. But ultimately, it's my duty to love, trust, and obey the Lord. Amen. So in other words, it's my duty to do all I can to get out of my trial, whatever the thing is. Humanly speaking, you know, we need to use reason and do our part. But ultimately, it's my duty to love, trust, and obey the Lord. Mm-hmm. And kind of related to that, you don't sin to get out of your trial. No, absolutely. You, you know what I mean? Anyway, I guess that's a whole other story. But No, but I think that's a good reminder that what you can do under the circumstances still has to be biblical and still needs to not be sinful. You know, I guess it, the example I was thinking of is, If you're in some financial crisis, whatever the thing is, you don't go into massive debt and run up your credit cards or whatever to get out of it or, Mm -hmm. you know, to get out of the the bind. Mm -hmm. Um, If your car, if your trial is your car dies, you go get a reasonably priced car. And if you have to get a car loan because they're so expensive anymore, well, you get a car that's reasonably priced. It's not going to put you in overwhelming debt. Right. Not going to break your bank. Yeah. You don't go... Well, you know, my 2006 CRV finally died. So, well, 
It's Mercedes time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or 2022, you know. Yeah, right. CRV. You know? It's like, nah, you may need to ratchet back a bit. Yeah, which the CRVs practically are as much as a Mercedes. Well, that anymore. is true. Everything is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, anyway, enough about that one. I believe I said at the beginning of the show that I had 10 affirmations and now we're on number 12. I wondered about that as I was kind of glancing over at the, uh, yeah. I'm looking at his notes. It's like, I think I see 12 hey, there. Hey, 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 one of my trials is math, okay? <laughs> it's basic math. Mm, I'm going to leave that I'm alone. Not, I'm not, I, I'm just not as good at it as you. Number 12 on my 10 affirmations and trials. Hmm. <laughs> To be faithful to all of the above is only half the story. True Christian maturity is to press on in faith so as to turn it all back to God in thanksgiving and praise. So it's not enough to just kind of make it through, muddle through, get through, except, okay, well, you know, this is, well, this is the sovereignty of God. I'm just going to make my way through this trial. The Lord is sovereign. The Lord is good. No. 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 To be The key is to be faithful through the trial. And the real part of that then is to turn the Christian maturity aspect that as mature believers, we press on in the faith and then turn it all back to God in thanksgiving and praise. So we turn it into worship like Job did. Exactly. And first for who God is, then for where he has us, and third for what he's accomplishing in us to conform us to the image of Christ. Exactly. And I, I think of First Thessalonians 5, starting with 16, be joyful always. So be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, not just some, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Excellent. And, you know, there's several places throughout the Psalms where it says it's called the sacrifice of praise or the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So we're commanded to do this. Yeah. I put a note at the bottom of these these affirmations. Oh, by the way, this note, I just noticed the, the end of it's going to explain why we have it 11 and 12 on there. But I said, I jotted these down today, April 14th, 2019, actually. Really? Yeah. How about that? Huh? I, I jotted these down today as reminders to myself because I am tempted a thousand times a day to doubt or to violate all of these and needed some grid to run through to help me sin less. There's nothing special about there being 10 of them, except that it's a nice round number. I'll add to them if I remember I have forgotten something. So I guess oh, apparently okay. at you... some point I went back and added a couple. True. And yeah. like you, I've I've violated all of those, you know, many, many times. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's the thing, you know, we all have, and that's part of our sanctification. Again, back to the Bible study I've been doing, it's training ourselves in godliness. Yeah. It's not a one and done. All right, so here's the deal. Go ahead and take this episode, put it on a little SD card, put it in a little 
glass shadow box frame. <laughs> and then, in case of trial, break glass. <laughs> How about that? Okay, honey, you, you're going to be lucky if some people understood a third of what you just said, <laughs> like SD card. and. Oh, they'll know. I don't know. I, I would I, not know it if I wasn't living with you, though. A memory card. A memory. Or put it on a memory stick or what, a USB stick or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Hey, so that's the story with that. By the way, uh, Brian Arnold is the guy at Gracebound. Grace, Grace-bound.org. Didn't mention his name earlier, but Brian is a wonderful guy. Super neat. Interviewed him uh, a while back and... Just a just a dear brother. Yeah, he does great work. Yep. The last thing I wanted to talk about, I want to let you know a quick update on Jesus Changed Everything. Have the opportunity now. I've, I've updated the website. If you go out to JesusChangedEverythingBook.com forward slash bulk. So JesusChangedEverythingBook.com forward slash bulk. And you can see it in the show notes. I have been able to super discount the book for bulk sales. One of my prayers is that the book will go into churches as visitor gifts. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, it's got to be a reasonable cost to do that. You don't, you're not going to buy a $20 book for every visitor or $15 or $10 or whatever. So now, based on the, the bulk copies, the number, you can get copies of Jesus Changed Everything. And it's not just for churches. This is individuals as well, like evangelism opportunities or whatever. Copies as low as $4. When you're doing it in bulk. When you're doing it in bulk. Mm-hmm. And you can see the, the there's, you know, you got to meet certain quantities for that. Right. Or a certain quantity. But there's two different pricing plans out there. But check it out. Copies as low as $4. She's just changed everything if you're buying in bulk. Um, if you're not, I do believe I saw on Amazon that it's now, I think it was $9.93 the last I checked. Yep. So still a good price for Yeah, absolutely. For that. Thank the Lord. I've gotten uh, some good feedback about it. And people continue to like it. I know I'm very thankful to a couple of churches I know are using it for their visitors. So I mm-hmm. thank the Lord for that. And yeah, so if you We're haven't checked thankful. it out yet, please do. It's a good good gift to give. Well, thank you. And Amy, got anything else? I don't think so. I just want to thank you guys again for sticking with us. Appreciate you hanging around and being patient with us. And we hope that today's episode helped you in some way, and pointed you to the Lord, which is the only reason we're here. Amen to that. And we'll talk to you next month. (laughs) Just kidding. Nice, honey. All right. (laughs) Hey, talk to you guys later. Thanks so much. Take care. God bless you. Bye-bye. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian podcast community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.